Well, let's have a word of prayer, Lord. We do thank you for every time we can meditate on your word. You are so good to us, and you have given us all that we need for life and godliness. And I pray that these thoughts this morning will be exactly what you'd have for us. And Lord, meet needs, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're still focusing on the home, but now it's more general. We looked at marriage and then we looked at uh, children, and now we're looking at the home more in general. And so this really applies uh, all across the board here. Uh, Proverbs 31 talks about that the virtuous woman watches over her household. And that's really the theme of this. Uh, this concept has really been undermined by the secular humanism of the last uh, really 80 years or so. Um, World War II really thrust America into radical change. It took a long time for it to come to where it is now. But the concept of the stewardship of a home by a woman uh, has just been lost outside of Christian biblical circles and has encroached heavily upon Christian thinking. And, uh, and so the whole equality movement really wasn't about equality, it was about uh, obliterating the roles between men and women. Uh, when you really get back, down, back to it in the 60s and 70s, which was a tragic thing, everyone is for the equality. Uh, the Bible is the, is, has been the guidebook to equality, but that's not what it's been about. It's been about changing Satan that wants to undermine the family, he wants to undermine God's creation, and he's constantly attacking. And because of that, even though we have firm belief in what the Bible says about the role of a man and woman, uh, there are just subtle things that can creep into our thinking if we don't watch out. And so she's been covering a number of things in these last several chapters. And here we have the, the importance of homemaking and having the um, just a sense of dedication to the role that God has given you in that regard. And so we have, of course, uh, many different uh, aspects of teaching about this from the Word of God, and so this will be somewhat of a topical look at this. And so she has several um, imperatives here that uh, she goes over, so let me just go over them in the order that she has. Build your home. Um, every one of us are part of a home, and a woman has a unique opportunity to be a strong builder. Proverbs uses that term about building quite often. And uh, if you'll turn with me to Proverbs 14.1, you'll see one of the uh, Proverbs here that deals directly with this matter of building, Proverbs 14.1, and uh, this is very helpful and really gives the contrast of what happens when a woman has the right perspective and when they don't. Uh, Proverbs 14, 1, every wise, note that, every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Whenever I find a woman that, that resists God's will for her life in this area, and she may have a lot of reasons for it because of all that's happening, but still, every time, you see a tearing down of the fiber fabric of that home. 
And, uh, and so it is just the way God made women, that tremendous ability to nurture, that tremendous ability to have discernment about the needs of a home, and that, uh, that desire for proper relationships. It's a powerful reality and, uh, and is so needed uh, in homes. And so we need to be spending our energy building. If you want to just flip over since you're in uh, Proverbs to chapter 24, you find a couple of more verses here that are helpful. In verse 3, through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And so wisdom, a wise woman, is really what is being talked about here. Uh, we need wisdom, discernment, skill, knowledge, uh, intelligent. And, um, and so we're really talking here about faithfulness, uh, godly character. Uh, we're talking about a vision. We're talking about the willingness to work, roll up your sleeves. Uh, in other words, take the challenge. Now, a lot of this really focuses on attitude. You know, when you have to do something, it's really hard to do a good job. You know, you just have to do it. And when you don't have that fire in you to do something, you know, you don't do a really good job. That's just the way it is. But man, when you're motivated, when you are energized, when you have a vision, when you have a goal, when you're endeavoring to get somewhere and you accept the task and you have that uh, inner excitement about the task, then things dramatically change. And probably one of the things to just ask yourself right now, do you see homemaking as a duty? It is. But do you see it really as a wonderful calling and, a, and do you have a vision for what God wants you, for you in your home? and uh, with those that you touch in your life. And um, uh, so the idea of building is you don't want your home to stay where it's at. You want it to go forward. And uh, the woman has a great deal to do with forward momentum within a home. And so that's why it's important to have a vision, know where you're going, and take it as just uh, one of the greatest opportunities uh, in the world. Uh, and you will affect so many lives when you do that. Then the next imperative is watch over your home. You can go over, if you're still open, you might want to stay in Proverbs there. Proverbs 31, verse 27. This is, of course, the virtuous woman. And a lot there about very uh, energetically uh, building the home. But verse 27 says, She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. It could be said that she watches over the ways of her uh, household. Now, I cannot overemphasize the importance of a woman's discernment and her watch care over her home. First of all, during the child rearing days, the mother, of course, is with the home far more than the father. And even when things uh, change a little bit, it is still the woman that has the discernment of protecting. 
Now the men need to make the, the hard decisions to protect the home from the world, to protect the home from just fleshliness and, and problems. He, he needs to be the leader, but it's the woman that oftentimes is the guardian of the home. And I would just say, ladies, anything that's in your home and occurs in your home, take responsibility for it, under the leadership of your husband, obviously. But still, um, a husband that has a heart at all for God is, is very much aware of that sensitivity that a woman has. And, um, you know, men have a tendency to be a little cavalier about things. Oh, that'll be okay. They'll be okay. We don't really need to do that. You know, they just, uh, they're looking at us sort of nuts and bolts. But you look at it from, hmm, I don't know if our children should do that. I don't know if that should be in our home. I don't know if we should be making that a priority. There is just an inner watchfulness that God gives to ladies. And you need to take that seriously. Watch over your home. Uh, both my mother and my wife, I mean, <laughs> You didn't bring anything into our home. That's all there was to it. And, uh, and so they were ironclad <laughs> on watching over. And I am so thankful. Uh, people say, don't you trust your kids? Are you kidding? What are you thinking? I don't trust myself. You know, I mean, uh, the fact is we've got to be very watchful. Satan is attacking us from every side. So there's a lot of categories. But I think I'm so glad she threw that in there because that is very important. Do take that watchfulness, guardian of the home, very seriously. And then manage your home. Uh, if you'll turn with me now out of the Old Testament to 1 Timothy chapter 5. Uh, and a, a verse that sometimes we miss because it's focused on, on widows there, but there is a perspective, you also find this in, in Titus chapter 2, and, and uh, the be keepers at home, which we'll see in just a bit, but 1 Timothy chapter 5, uh, verse 14, I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, what's the next phrase, guide the house, manage your home, Man, uh, guide the house, Give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. And so uh, it's very important that, uh, that you realize not only do you watch over and you should build your home, but uh, clearly here in, uh, in the Word of God we see that women under the leadership of their husbands need to administrate, to preside over. Uh, they need to be not constantly distracted with other things. I think th this is one of the things that has grieved me the most in the last 20 years since the internet has been predominant, and even before that with just TV and entertainment, is how many women have allowed themselves to be focused on social media, uh, reading blogs, entertained, uh, and have zoned out on careful management of their homes. And it's always good to ask yourself, you know, um, Really, how am I using my time? Uh, I think it's very, very important. Obviously, there's some reading and good refreshing things spiritually that you can do. You need to exercise, get out, variety. But uh, when it's just uh, these habits of just wanting to connect and, and do other things, and there isn't that fire in you, like I said, to build your home, I'm telling you, let me just say, you don't build your home now, 
you'll be managing problems later. You talk about losing time now, you're going to lose time later. And some of you dear ladies know what I'm talking about. And um, so, very, very important. So here is a strong positive case, as she says, for busyness. <laughs> In other words, we need to be at it. There's lots to be done. Love your home is the next one. Uh, Titus 2.5 says, keepers at home. It also says, loving your husbands and your children. And um, so it, it's, it, we talk about that fire, that desire to build. Well, it, you, it, you've got to have that love in your heart that comes from the Lord. Now, you have a natural love. There is a bonding. Um, I remember uh, when my mother went home to be with the Lord, and it's hard to believe that's all the way back in 1989. She was only 65. So our family, um, Joanna was still in college, and then the rest of us, uh, my younger siblings, had just gotten married, and then I'd been married for a little while, being old, the oldest. But we were still, you know, in that younger part of the adult life. And uh, boy, I'm telling you, our family would get together and there would be, you know, uh, we would make whatever sacrifice across the country to be together. When mom died, the glue sort of went away. Now we decided we better keep the glue going, you know, but it was a lot harder. It's something about uh, how that mother's love for her home and her children and that um, there is such, that's what makes home so warm and wonderful is that unique spiritual love that God will give to a woman who is committed to her home. And loving something makes it a whole lot easier to do. So uh, let me just say, love your husband. If you're married, that'll make things a lot easier. You say, well, he's not very lovable right now. Well, you probably aren't right now either. <laughs> if you're thinking that, sorry about that, but that's I've counseled enough things to know how that works. Uh, no, you choose to love. You choose to love. You choose to, to embrace uh, the whole situation and, and just get the heart of God. And whatever you love is, is no sacrifice. You ever notice that? I'm telling you, when you love somebody, you'll do anything. It, it's just not even questioned. I mean, it's, it's not a duty. But if you're struggling with bitterness and wrong attitudes and uh, there's something wrong in your life spiritually, then um, there isn't the kind of love. You almost, many women, because of sin in their lives, wrong connections that they have, and bitterness toward family members, um, many women uh, actually despise their home. And that is a tragic, tragic, tragic thing. So it's a choice. Love is a choice. Love is not just sentimentality that comes because of reciprocal kinds of wonderful things that cause you to, to feel good about it. It is a choice, and then God puts a love in your heart, and it is great. And you naturally have it anyway, and, and God will really uh, uh, enable you to, to overcome uh, the wrong perspectives. Okay, those imperatives, I think, are very helpful. Now, uh, let's look at some disciplines for home management. We're really getting into the core of what this book is about. You notice how she spent the bulk of the book talking about spiritual reality? Which is so true, because being able to use good techniques and management 
are all going to come out of a right perspective biblically. So, be dedicated to your home. This is somewhat what we've been saying. You have that desire to build. You are committed. Uh, you love your home. And you understand you are the watchman for your home. Managing your home is a spiritual um, issue because this is something that comes right out of the Word of God. Even good housekeeping is mentioned in the Bible. Uh, there in Titus chapter 2 and uh, other places, uh, Proverbs chapter 31. Uh, so how you manage your home is an indicator of your Christian faith. She said that, okay. <laughs> and uh, as a writer and speaker, Elizabeth Elliot, who always says, says things pretty straightforwardly, observes, a sloppy life speaks of a sloppy faith. Surely then a sloppy place or home speak, uh, speaks of a sloppy. We are careful in our faith and our spiritual growth. This is uh, now our author's um, perspective. So we need to be careful how we manage our home. You know, if you're walking with God and you're believing God and you know God's going to work and God answers prayer and you are, God's put a love in your heart for the home and you realize your strategic pos position, uh, then you're going to want to do things better. But if it's, oh, i got to do this, oh, I'm barely making it. And, of course, sometimes some of you with never little children, you're going to feel like that. Or oh, when you've got other folks where it's more difficult to care for them, that's understandable. But um, if you keep that attitude, it just is not going to, uh, to go well for what you do in your home. So I, I think that's a very good uh, perspective. Then the matter of be a woman of prayer. We come back to this over and over. But prayer will cause these different imperatives to come about. You will be able to, um, to have the spiritual energy. You will have the direction. You will have confidence. You will have hope. Um, you will not feel closed in. You will not feel like everything is worthless because there are problems. You will get to the throne of grace and realize you've got the help you need to accomplish God's will. And so uh, prayer changes everything uh, when you go to the Lord in prayer. I can't tell you enough uh, the saying that always that you hear often, I think Luther's the first one that said it, but the more I have to do in a day, the more I'm going to spend time in prayer. I think a good lengthy uh, time of prayer every day is very important. And don't ever say, I don't have enough time for it. Because if you're under that kind of pressure, you really need prayer. I mean, you need to pray. I mean, that's a huge indicator that your heart's not at rest. You've got anxiety. Your things are not clicking. There isn't wisdom there uh, because you're getting it from the Lord. And I'm telling you, you rest your soul in a good time of prayer, everything we've talked about will happen. He'll put the fire there. He'll put the love there. He'll give you discernment. Uh, he will give you uh, the wisdom to know what to do. And so it is so important, and I appreciate how um, she continues to emphasize that. Then uh, be aware of the basics. This gets down now to the nitty-gritty. Food, clothing, cleanliness, safety. <laughs> These really are very much a part of what a woman does for her family's family. Um, and uh, again, if you look through Proverbs 31, 10 to 31, you'll see many of these things mentioned. 
And, uh, and so you want your family to feel secure. If you came from a good home, just thinking back to your childhood, there's a lot of warmth and security that you feel because mom took care of, um, just took care of the needs. You had the clothing you needed. You, she made sure you were warm enough when you go outside. Side, right now is the hardest time to get your kids to, to or your husband probably, uh, to where I made myself wear my overcoat yesterday uh, and on Sunday. Oh, it's hard to go to that. But I thought, no, this is the time you get sick. So, you know, um, of course I had a wife that uh, wanted me to make sure. But uh, anyway, uh, but there is, a, it's so interesting how there's just something about it. Uh, our dog's birthday is today. So just so you know that. You can send him a card. I'll give you the address. But uh, uh, remember what our speaker said. If you happen to hear uh, him on, was it on Wednesday night when he talked about that dogs really don't know what you're saying? You know, I, I know that offended some of you, but uh, he's, he's right. They just know your body language. They get excited if you're excited, you know. So uh, we've been talking about his birthday today. He didn't know what we are talking about, but he started doing the Bashan buzz running around, you know. He's, he's a cabochon. But what's so interesting is that Wayne takes care of him, it's his dog, and he does a good job. And of course, if I walk in the door with Wayne, I get totally bypassed every time. And I mean, he's all over Wayne, which is great. Wayne uh, really loves that, that is, that's good. However, it, we call her Grandma, but m my wife, when Grandma walks in the door, forget the two of us. I mean, from that point on, she is, uh, he is following her everywhere because he knows she's got that unique touch. You know, it's, it's funny. Now he's still under my son, but we just can't beat that woman thing, you know, and uh, uh, there's real security and it's really cute. I mean, he's wherever he goes and, and even, and if my wife's not feeling good, I mean, you can't get him away from her, period. I mean, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's so interesting. And, so understand, I said that, a little illustration, because that's really how uh, you feel. Now you can go back again, if you had a good mother, you can understand what I'm saying. But there is such a sense of security, uh, safety, a sense of home that comes from a mother who is endeavoring to just do the basics and uh, make sure the food is what it ought to be and, uh, and make sure it's healthy and on time clothing is properly taken care of, cleanliness is going on, and that you are keeping an eye out for safety because there are a lot of things that you have to keep an eye out for different levels of, uh, of children. And, uh, and so there needs to be a rhythm. You even see the schedule that's mentioned in Proverbs chapter 31. And um, so there needs to be time slots. Uh, and of course, we'll be talking about managing. I don't want to get into that but be queen of the schedule. And uh, well, no matter what's in your life, careful planning and scheduling will keep anxiety away from you and will give security and a sense of order to your home. And I know whenever I bring this up, some ladies are thinking, I, oh, that's just not my thing, you know? Well, we are made differently. Some ladies just automatically love to schedule, you know? Others of you, it's people first, and that's really an important aspect. But whether you have one personality or the other, you can, you can take the time to get to be master of the schedule. It doesn't have to be complicated, doesn't have to be 
hard, but get into a routine, get into a cycle of life, and then look at the major things that you have to do and just determine that, uh, and if you need somebody to give you some advice, do it, it's worth it, because then it takes the anxiety off of you. When you know you're going to do things at a certain time, you're going to do it a certain way, and uh, you've got a plan for how you're going to manage. Have you ever noticed that laundry never is done? You know, it's always there. You know, the kitchen is clean, uh, what happened to it? You know, other people got in there in the last little bit, and so it just keeps uh, changing all the time. You had just vacuumed your living room and you got kids, uh, oh boy, uh, 10 minutes later, and then that's inevitably, ding dong, somebody comes in, you had just cleaned it, but 10 minutes later, kids and all that stuff out, you know, and. Uh, I'll have uh, ladies apologize, Pastor, I'm so sorry, you know, all I see is toys, everything's fine, you know, and I'm thinking, just wait till the day when you're not embarrassed, because that's going to mean that your kids are out. So let's just look at this and say, this is a wonderful season of life. And um, to me, I look at that, and I just get excited, you know, I, I wish, uh, well, I, sh <coughs> I do like it, not quite so much like that all the time. We had to fight that all the time. When I, when I get, you know, like 20 grandkids over, oh well, uh, it's, a, it's an impossible situation. And, uh, but, but what that means is I got grandkids. And so it's a, it's a blessing. So, let, you know, we can't, uh, can't be uh, upset about that. All right, uh, be organized. That's what we've been talking about here. Another one, I'll quickly, I just got a minute here, be there. Uh, just, uh, in other words, your children and your husband needs to know you're focused on them. And, you know, you can be there all day and not be there. Again, I'm telling you, you need to have hours. That computer does not get turned on or your phone is put aside. And... Um, you know, we need to get to the where if somebody doesn't answer the phone when we call them, we ought not be upset about it uh, because they're trying to schedule what they're doing. Uh, so be very careful. You can be there but not be there. You can be off somewhere else on the phone. And, uh, and so when your family needs you, you need to be there. Be the best. Anything you do, do it as well as you can. Keep learning. There are methods of house cleaning and management, you can, there's some good books out there, just neat little tips that, that helps you do it better, less effort, and it's neat little ideas, organizational things that you can do, and, and you know, you're not going to be perfect, and, but, and you can't do it all at once to figure out how to do it, but just keep developing and growing and make it a, make it a passion for your life. I like this, be reading, continue to develop your mind, develop your mind, it's so important, read and learn skills, and you can learn even better things of homemaking. Um, and just, if you feel inferior about homemaking, read about it, learn about it, just be a learner. All your life be a learner. In other areas, uh, just continue to be reading. Be frugal. Uh, be, uh, learn not to cope through spending. That's bad management. Uh, if you feel like, if you feel the need to shop, don't. When you don't want to shop, shop. So that means I'm, I, if I followed my advice, then I'd shop a lot because I never want to shop. So it's a, but you know what I'm talking about. A coping mechanism of shopping is a dangerous thing. 
You will always be sorry when you do that. Now you can go with someone and have a good appropriate time, but I would be very careful about that. Be creative. Try to think of ways that will make things interesting, uh, little touches to the home, little activities that you can do. That's why reading and, and looking at things and talking to folks, you can just keep the spice in your home. And, uh, but the main thing here is that you want to build your home. And uh, you say, well, I'm, I'm by myself. Well, you still live there, right? And when things are in order and you've done some nice things, don't you feel better? Yeah. And you feel like having somebody over then. You know, hospitality one. And so, you, you know, that's very important for family to come over and all. They need to come and, and just really enjoy being in your home, you know. Uh, if, even if you're by yourself and they come and they are, it's a very warm and inviting place. Uh, that's an exciting thing. So. We need to just evaluate these things. We don't need to get down on ourselves. We just need to be honest. Now, what's the number one thing? A fire in your heart to build your home and a love for your home. Those would be the biggest takeaways that I could give you here from this little session. So I think there are things that you can discuss here in your groups that you can encourage one another. We have ladies from every stage of life here and uh, some things that just encourage you in your home, uh, but uh, uh, it's, uh, it is important. The Bible does talk about it, and you know, we never need to dismiss what the Bible says. When the Bible talks about it, then we need to figure, uh, look at how can I really, uh, by the Spirit of God's enabling, measure up to what God would have for me. And don't compare yourself to somebody else. You don't have the same talents, you don't have the same background, you don't have the same gifting. Just do the best you can and just keep improving and, and have that watchfulness and that love and, and God will really work. All right, I'll let you do your table time there.